With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello and welcome. My name is Andrew and this is the Who Dat Discussion, a New Orleans Saints podcast where we talk about all Saints news, opinions, and reactions. So before we get into some Saints news and a preview of the Saints and the Browns, um, I just want to say quickly, please, if you haven't already and you enjoy this podcast, please follow us on Twitter at the Hoot at This, on Instagram at Hoot at Discussion, on Podomatic at the Hoot at Discussion, and also um, subscribe to us on iTunes, uh, Google Play, and YouTube at the Hoot at Discussion. On there, please like, uh, leave a comment, leave a review. It's just really helpful because we're still growing this podcast. But with all that said, I think it's ready to get into some Saints news. And, um, you know, there's only really one big set of news, and it came out yesterday, and it's that the Saints re-signed Jermon Bushrod and cut O-lineman Michael Ola. So the Saints actually cut Bushrod just a couple of days before uh, the game against the Bucks last week, but um, they re-signed him this week after just, you know, like only a couple of days he wasn't on the team. He actually watched the game, you know, so he kind of knows, you know, where this team's at, what happened and everything. I mean, obviously, I think it's a good veteran move, as I felt like it was when they uh, signed him in the first place in back in the free agency period. But, you know, I, I think he got cut for one of two reasons, and now he's back on. So, one, you know, once you cut a player and you bring him back on, a lot of the salaries for veteran players like Bushrod that, you know, it was guaranteed, and now it's not guaranteed because he got cut and re-joined um, the team. So that means his salary is not guaranteed anymore if you want to cut him down the stretch, if he got hurt, something like that. Or a second reason that... Um, you know, he had some family, not, we don't know if it's family issues, but issues off the field, we should say, and he missed a, a couple of days of practice against the Bucks. and, you know, the Saints probably felt it was better just to cut him, bring a guy who knows the playbook, you know, knows the game plan, what they're doing. It's not like, um, Bushrod didn't know the playbook, but he didn't know the game plan going into the Bucks. so better have some fresh, a fresh body out there than a guy, you know, that's a veteran and missed a week of practice, so I feel like, you know, it was a good move there, but, you know, you bring him back, you know, now he's ready for the Browns game plan, and he's ready to go just in case someone gets hurt, but I feel like the offensive line line depth is really good and I think we saw that against the Bucks because you know Pete was out Andrews Pete was out so Josh Liberius came in and he played amazing so I mean you just look at it, especially the interior where you know the Bucks have great interior with um Gerald McCoy and players like that um you know their whole defensive line they got better this year um you know with Jason Pierre-Paul and players like that you know they got more veterans and they got better and we stopped them completely so that was obviously a huge plus you know, to a game that didn't end up well for us. Just our whole, you know, off of the line depth as a whole, it's just, you know, it's really solid. And then, you know, when you're in these pass situations where you have to pass, and, you know, when they're bringing the blitz and your offensive line's holding that, that's the reason the Saints didn't come back in game. That's why they almost came back in this game. The offensive line held completely. And this is why, you know, the offensive line is a big part of why the Saints are, you know, a very good offense. Always been top five under Breeze and Peyton. You know, this is a very, you know, big reason. Obviously, they're not going to get the love like Breeze does in the skill position players, but they're a huge integral part of to why this team, you know, succeeds and why the offense succeeds. And I think, you know, Bushrod's a really good veteran addition and obviously Liberius and stuff like that. I feel like it's just really good for that line. And, you know, I feel like I'd rather Bushrod 
throughout the Michael Ola. Nothing against Michael Ola, but I'd rather have the veteran presence there. And, you know, we got it, you know, back. So I think it was just because he missed the week of practice. Now bring him on. He's got a full week of practice, knows the game plan. So just in case he needs to come in, I feel like he could. And also the Saints decided to keep running back Mike Gillisley and, you know, not bring up Boston Scott like a lot of people wanted them to do. You know, it seems like they're going to keep Gillisley, give him another shot, you know, let him learn the offense a little more, which I felt like it was going to take him a week anyways. But, you know, the fumble was just, you know, you can't have that happen. So, I mean, you got to come on. I would have cut him, you know, if I was in John Payton's position because I think Boston Scott's just the better running back. You know, not just because of the age and stuff like that, the versatility. You know, Gillespie doesn't really catch the ball very well. You know, Scott does. Scott returns kicks. Gillespie doesn't. So, I think all the things make Scott a better player. But, you know, they decided to keep Gillespie probably as now just not even like a third down back, maybe a third every other down back because I think uh, Kamara is going to get, you know, most of the carries, I think he'll probably get, you know, about 80% of the carries, maybe even more of that, because, you know, we kind of need him here, you know, Gillisley is just, he's a complete drop-off, uh, to me, he's like a much worse version of Ingram, because number one, he's very slow, he doesn't really hit the gaps really good, doesn't really hit the, you know, the holes really good, so I think that's a huge problem with him, and in our offense, maybe he can get a yard if needed, third and one, then you put him in, it's kind of, that's kind of like a fullback, I feel like we have Zach Line, he could do the same thing, and he doesn't fumble, so I feel like, you know, you look at that, just, I don't really see Gillisley's part on this offense, but, you know, the offense was very you know successful with him in the offense even the little part he had they were successful he did a one you know five yard run but you know he just wasn't you know he wasn't you know integral part by any means and I think that he wasn't a good replacement of Ingram at least give a young guy a shot maybe you know Boston Scott comes up and be somewhat like Ingram or at least him and um, Williams could be somewhat like Ingram but right now Gillespie's just not cutting you and also in our third set of news um, we're going to talk about the injury report for the Saints. So this is going to be Thursday's injury report. Um, we'll see Friday's injury report, you know, um, on Friday. So, um, you know, this podcast will already be out and published before, you know, the next um, set of injury report come out. So this is Thursday's, and hopefully it gets better from here, not worse. But Ted Ginn's Thursday practice, he went from not practicing uh, Wednesday to now being limited practicing. Um, same with Mike Thomas. He actually went not limited but full. He went to did not practice to full practice. Um, Tyler Davidson did not practice both days. He's still in the boot, but they say it's short term. So, you know, at most one week. So I think we'll see him next week, if not this week. They'll probably pay conservative with him. But, you know, I guess we'll see. I think we have really good depth at um, D-tackle. So hopefully, you know, if they need to keep him out and don't stretch him, I think it's still early in the season. It's not time to panic yet. And we'll get into that a little later. Um, also, um, Andrews Pete and Taron Armstead are, were limited practice both Wednesday and Thursday, and then, you know, that's all our injury report. We only had five guys there. That's really good. It's a good sign. You know, um, I think the Browns also had five or six. But, um, you know, just looking at that, I feel like, you know, only one did not practice. That's really big. I think Pete will play this week. I think Armstead will play. Mike Thomas will definitely play. It seems like Ginn will play, too. So I think that's just, you know, maybe a Davidson, you know, maybe not. That's only one player out. That's actually, you know, you're in really good shape injury-wise. That's the good news. You know, especially when you look at, you know, other teams, the NFC South with, you know, Atlanta losing Keanu Neal and, um, you know, Deion uh, Jones, you know, for on IR. So, you know, those guys are probably going to be out for the long haul. And, you know, those are two integral parts of their defense. That makes their defense much worse. As much as you don't want to see guys get injured, I think that was going to really help, you know, us out in beating them next week, which I think we kind of need to do. And the Panthers lost Olsen again, you know, the same injury from last year. They're going to have this year. So he'll probably come back late in the season like he did last year. Um, but, you know, I don't think it will be a huge problem for us because we're going to miss Olsen now. You know, Olsen, we, Olsen usually, you know, he beats us bad usually. And it'll probably take longer to heal this time because once you break it again um, the second time, it's going to take longer to heal. So hopefully we don't play him at all this year. That would be really huge on that part. Um, and also the Bucks lost Vernon Hargraves. You know, he was a good cornerback for them last year. And, and now he's out for the, or on IR, I should say. Probably will miss the season. 
But compared to you know the rest of the league, I feel like in our division, you know, we're in pretty good shape injury-wise. So with all the Saints news, I think it's time to get into the preview of Saints Browns. So you know, to me, we're gonna do a little new format as a preview. First, we're gonna do the storylines like we usually do, and then we're gonna do a position by position, group by group preview here. So um, first, we're gonna start with the storylines, and I think you know it's kind of one huge storyline, and I think we'll just talk about that, get right into it, and you know, will the defense bounce back? So, I mean, you know, it's obviously our defense gave up 48 points. Everyone in the league knows it. You know, we know it. And it's time for us to step up, you know. Um, you hear all the defensive players. They're making no excuses, which is, you know, very, very good. You look at the 2014 team. They were making excuses. They were saying, oh, it's only one game. This team's not. They're saying there's problems, and we need to fix them. And it seems like they're kind of getting to fixing them. Um, communication issues, which could be fixed. They feel like it's technique issues. So technique, communication, those things could all be fixed very easily. So if they can do that, you know, I think we could see a quick turnaround here. Um, will that happen? I don't know. You know, I'm not going to, you know, look, I've been humbled once after last week. I thought we were going to have a really good week defensively, and we just didn't. I mean, obviously, as you know, so I think I, I think I predicted them to only give up 21 points or something like that, and they ended up giving up 48. So, look, they, they humbled me the first time. I'm not going to, you know, buy on the Saints defense right away. They're going to have to show me, you know. Um, as much as Lattimore said, you know, we're fixing everything. You know, Cam Jordan said we're fixing everything. You know, other players in defensive line. Um, you know, Sheldon Rankin said we're fixing things. So, you know, you just look at those players, and they're saying they're fixing things, and they're saying there's easy fixes. Now they got to show it. You know, you got to go out, and, you know, the Browns are not an offensive juggernaut. You know, they do have great um, skill position players, but Tyrod Taylor, you know, he's no, um, you know, Tom Brady, no Drew Brees, no Aaron Rodgers. So they should be able to be pretty successful here. Now, look, this defense can't get any worse than what it was last week. You know, if they give up more than 48 points, that would be a complete debacle. So they're probably going to get better from here. You can't get any worse. But, you know, you really want to cut their points in half. I feel like that's that, that's the goal. If we can get them down to 24 points or less, that's a goal. That's a succeeded goal. And that's really, that's amazing, Then You know, if you're only giving them 24 points right there, I think that's, you know, look. I mean, there's really, you can't say anything else. Hopefully the offense will score more than 30. That's what I think it's going to take to win this game. Um, that's why I think I think the offense will do that. But I'll get into that a little later. But, um, you know, the defense, you know, they're going to have to fix every single, you know, part, every single group. You know, the defensive line is going to have to get pressure, which they're going to work on. And it's going to help that the, you know, Browns offensive line gave the, the most pressures last week. So that's going to, you know, hopefully we'll be able to get to the quarterback a little more there. I mean, the linebackers, hopefully we finally ironed out these positions because we have too many linebackers coming in and out. I'm just looking at middle linebacker. Middle linebacker, you usually have one player play it. You know, it's your trusted player. It's your player that communicates. The Saints had three players play it last week. That's not good. You usually want one player. You don't want a, tr- um, a rotating middle linebacker spot. You know, so I think this week, just iron it out. Put whoever's at middle linebacker, middle linebacker put him in there. Excuse me. You know, if it's Mario Davis, if it's, um, you know, AJ Klein, which a lot of people want sat, or, you know, even like Craig Robertson, who I think could come in. You know, you want someone that's vocal and is a leader, you know, to come in and, you know, you don't want to play it like, and as much as Anzalone is a great player and everything, he's not very vocal. So having him at the middle linebacker start, spot, I feel like is a mistake there. But, you know, I feel like in that part, I think we could get better with the communication quick. But I don't think the linebackers played that bad. You know, they stopped the tight ends pretty well. I mean, compared to, you know, the wide receivers, they stopped them amazing. But, you know, if this linebacker and core can, you know, do what they did last week a little better and improve a little bit, you know, I'd take it. You know, obviously it wouldn't be the best performance. You know, they didn't do that good against the run. So if you do better against the run and hold your own like they did against the pass, I'd be fine with that. You know, you get better in the run, you know, consistently better. So, you know, you get a little better each week. I feel like we can do that. I mean, look, if we make one huge step forward, I'm not going to say, you know, no to that. Obviously, I'd say yes, but I just don't see it right now in the team. But, you know, you just look at it. I think, you know, if we get better by the run, you know, you stay constant with the pass, I think the linebackers will be fine in this game, especially, you know, if the back end and, you know, um, defensive line's playing well. And then now, you know, you look at the back end, this heat, it's got to get better. It's got to get better right away. You know, Marcus Williams, 
you know, he missed a ton of um, coverage uh, mistakes and he missed a, a ton of communication mistakes. So he's got to change that right away. You know, it's got to get changed right away. At first, I didn't think he played so bad. But now looking at the tape and everything, he played bad. You know, you just look at it. He missed a lot of coverages. There was no help over the top when there should have been. And that's why the big plays happened. So I think that will get fixed right away. And then, you know, the, and Marshall Lattimore said it was technique issues. You know, I hope it's technique issues. And I think, you know, you can correct those pretty easy in a couple weeks or maybe even one week and we'll be right back at it. I think Lattimore really needs to bounce back. To me, if you're not going to put him on, you know, Landry, which I wouldn't put him on Landry, I'd put him on Gordon. I think he would suit better with Josh Gordon. I think he could actually shut down Josh Gordon, even if Gordon's fully healthy. I think he could have a really good game there. And then Crawley, you know, I put up against whoever their third receiver is. And then, you know, have P-Rob which with Landry. Because I think P-Rob will be, um, excuse me, Landry, you know, he'll be in the slot. And, you know, P-Rob will probably mirror him in the slot. And I think it would be fine, that, you know, if we put that... You know, together, I don't think it would be bad. Now, look, if Landry goes to the outside, which he probably will, you put Lattimore there and see what Lattimore can do against him because Lattimore's going to go against these great receivers, and this, you know, defense is going to be really good when Lattimore can stop and lock down receivers one-on-one. You know, and that's what's going to take, and he's going to have to do it this week. I think that's kind of a big thing. Now, look, I would try to get him away from Landry as much as possible because Landry's a great receiver. But, you know, to me, Landry doesn't beat you. You know, like, he only, he can't score. He's not going to score many touchdowns is what I'm trying to say. Um, You know, he's going to get his yards. But, you know, you can play a bend, don't break defense, give up field goals, and that's really that. You don't want, you know, Gordon to go deep, you know, or, you know, Antonio Callaway, who they also have and they drafted. Um, You know, you don't want those guys to go deep, score deep touchdowns like last week happens because that's how quick points score, and that's how you give up 48 points. You know, um, if you're giving up a little underneath plays, even if you're, you know, if they're scoring a lot, you know, it takes them a lot of time, and you're only going to give up instead of 48 in the same amount of, you know, efficiency, you know, they're going to score 31, and that's a 17-point drop because, you know, they're not scoring in one minute, you know. So I feel like that's, you know, that's a really big thing that they're going to have to do. Um, you know, I feel like strong safeties are going to have to play better. Um, Kirk Coleman played poor as well as Von Bell. They missed assignments as well, especially on the first play. Von Bell completely missed the assignment when Deshaun Jackson had his first touchdown. Um, Bell was supposed to be there. Um, you know, uh, Crawley passed him off to Bell, and there was no one there. So that's how that touchdown happened. And, you know, just looking at all of them, you know, if you just share up the communication areas, get technique, you know, physicality is better. And then I think, you know, we can cut, you know, their points in half. So, um, also our second storyline is, you know, will Kamara get, you know, 80% of the touches or whatever, the majority of the touches? And I'm going to say, yeah, he probably will. I just don't think Sean Payton really trusts um, Gillisley or Jonathan Williams at this point, unless they have a big league. And if they have a big league, I wouldn't see Kamara a lot. I don't think he will. I think he'll see Gillisley. But, you know, I think, you know, until Gillisley learns to um, handle the football, I don't think Sean Payton will put him in. And, look, maybe this week he's shown that he can handle the football and knows the playbook good, and they'll probably get more carries. But, you know, until then, I don't think he'll play much. Jonathan Williams still really young. And, you know, I feel like he will run the ball more this week. I think more than Gillisley, I feel. But he still is going to take him... You know, he's still young. So, you know, he's going to take some time to develop and stuff like that. And I don't think he's there either. So, I feel like, you know, Kamara, it's kind of left to Kamara. And, you know, he played amazing last week. You can't fault Kamara for anything. He played amazing. Looked just as good. Actually, I think he actually looked better this year than he did last year. Which is, you know, kind of hard to think. But, you know, I feel like that's what happened. And I think you got to, you know, you got to lean on him if need be. And I think we're going to need to. So, I think, you know, we're going to. So, and then, obviously, the third storyline, which I think is the biggest. Can we avoid a 2-0, uh, excuse me, 0-2 start for the fifth straight year? And, you know, we're going to have to here. You know, we, this is a must-win game, straight down, second game of the season. People, oh, there are no must-win games in September. Oh, yes, there are, because, you know, it's, you can't win a division in, in September, but you could sure lose it. So, you know, you have to win this game. You know, you can't lose two at home, especially, you know. So we got to win these games. 
with this game especially, go on the road to Atlanta, probably win that one too, and go in 2-1 to one to the Giants game. But, you know, I feel like this is a must-win. It's got to happen, and, you know, it's against a team that hasn't won on the road in over two years, so that's good. That's a good thing, but, you know, they are improved, so that's the bad thing. So, yeah, I think we're going to see what happens, but I think, you know, look, we got it's a must-win, so I think we're going to have to. So now we're going to do a group-by-group breakdown. So first, you know, the groups will be uh, the QBs, um, skill position players, offensive line, defensive line, linebackers, DBs, coaching, and special teams. So first, the QBs, it's going to be Breeze versus Tyrod Taylor, and Breeze wins this one pretty easily in a landslide. Um, Breeze is better basically at everything besides running. I feel like Breeze is going to be able to pick off, pick apart that defense probably, maybe not to the extent he picked apart the uh, Bucks defense, but I think he'll be able to you know, put 30 or more on them. He'll be able to pass more than 250 yards, I feel, probably put up a couple of TDs, or at least TD drives, or if Kamara runs them in or running, you know, whatever that is, or the, you know, the uh, end zone package with Taysom Hill. I think that's all fine. But, you know, I don't even think there's a question here. There's not much to talk about. Breeze is the much better QB, and I think everyone would agree with that. So skill position players, it's really close. You know, you just look at the skill position players. For, um, you know, the Browns, the Browns have surprisingly pretty good um, skill position players. Excuse me. Um, at running back, they have, you know, Carlos Hyde, Duke Johnson, um, Nick Chubb, who they drafted in the second round. And then you look at um, wide receivers. They have Landry, who they got from the Dolphins. Um, you know, Josh Gordon and David Njoku, those players can play. And they also have, you know, Antonio Callaway and Rashad Higgins. You know, they have a very deep group there that, you know, we're going to have to go up against, similar to the Bucks. you know. So this is going to be a huge test for us. And, you know, look, I think they are definitely worse than the than the Bucks skill position-wise, but they're still very good. So I think, you know, I think we're going to see what happens here. But, um, you know, it's a good group. Our group, um, you know, obviously consists of you know, Kamara, Mike Thomas, Ted Ginn, um, Cameron Meredith will play this week, Traquan Smith. You know, um, Benjamin Watson, and then also the running backs, you know, Jonathan Williams and Mike Gillisley. To me, you know, look, we have the star power. You know, look, if you want to put who's the best player in the skill positions, you know, you, you list the top two. It's Kamara and um, Mike Thomas, excuse me. Um, those are your best two. I don't think, you know, the Landry doesn't even hit your top two there. And then I think it would go to Landry or Gordon or whatever that may be. I feel like Kamara's, you know, a huge step above high for them. So I think we'd win there. And I feel like, you know, they are two good wide receivers to our one. I think Ted Ginn's going to be really good, though. I feel like Ted Ginn, he played really good last week. I think he's definitely worse than Gordon, but he's solid. Um, I'm going to call it a push because I feel like our running backs are better. And then um, their um, wide receivers are better. Titans are about equal. Benjamin Watson and Joku. So I feel like I'm going to call it a push there. And then I think you give a little slight edge to the Saints because we have the star power. I think we have more star power than them. So um, offensive line, it's definitely the Saints. Um, I think it's actually the contract. I think the Saints were actually the best offensive line last week. And the um, Cleveland Browns were the worst. They gave up the most pressures. The Saints, you know, they kept the pocket, you know, relatively clean for a lot of passing plays. And when, you know, the Bucks knew the Saints were passing, the pocket was relatively clean. It was easy for Breeze to pick them apart. So I feel like, you know, this is a landslide, kind of like the QB. I think this is actually going to be a big reason why I think we maybe will be able to get more pressure is because, you know, they don't have a good offensive line. They don't have Joe Thomas, like, because he uh, retired last year. So, um, you know, there's definitely a drop-off for them there. Um, offensive line is just, it's been extremely solid. Even our backups have been extremely solid. So, you know, I think we win the offensive line category. So now on to the defensive line. So, you know, the Saints defensive line consists of, you know, Cam Jordan, um, Alex Okafor, Marcus Davenport. Um, you can look at the defensive tackles of Sheldon Rankins, um, Tyler Davidson if he plays, and then also um, David Onyemata. And then the Cleveland Browns defensive line consists of Miles Garrett, who headlines that defense, Trevon Cooley, um, Larry Ogonjabi, and then also Anthony Zettel because um, 
Manuel Ugba is out and doubtful, so it seems like he won't play. So looking at these two on paper, the Saints have a much better defensive line. But when you're looking at, you know, the outcome of last week, you know, the Browns play better. So, you know, like, which one, which side do you want to take? I mean, I would love to take, you know, how you know, Cam Jordan would be the best player out of those by far. Didn't play like that. You know, Garrett played amazing. So, you know, you just look at, you know, the, the week one, you got to say Browns. And then um, you're looking at just overall on paper, it should be the Saints. So I'm just going to call it a push because it's only week one. We've only seen a small sample size. So I think a push is a good outcome here. You look at linebackers, um, the Saints have Manti Teo. Um, A.J. Klein, um, they also have Demario Davis, who's a captain, and then they have Alex Anzalone, Craig Robertson, so that's like their group of five, um, and you look at the linebackers for Cleveland, they're headlined by Jamie Collins Sr., and they're also starting Joe Schobert and Christian Kirksley, so I feel like, you know, look, their group played better than ours last uh, week, you know, they only gave up 21, and they played a hard Steelers team, and, you know, we played, you know, maybe a not-so-hard Bucks team, and, you know, we gave up 48, they only gave up 21, you know, this, they played better, but on paper, I feel like ours is better again. I mean, I think Jamie Collins is probably the best linebacker of all of them, but I feel like, you know, Demario Davis is not far behind, so I feel like, you know, looking at it, I think, um, again, I feel like it's probably going to be a push, I think, but edge to the uh, the Browns here. I'm going to actually call the Browns win here, but I think it's it's very tight. I can see the Saints, you know, playing really good linebackers, but I'm just going to go that the Browns win this one. And then you look at DBs, who, um, look, I actually love the Browns DBs, looking at um, Denzel Ward, Jabril Peppers, Darius Randall and um, Terrence Mitchell. So, you know, you're looking at, you know, their group compared to ours, who I also, you know, loved coming into the, you know, season as well with, you know, Lattimore, Marcos Williams, Von Bell, Kirk Coleman, Ken Crawley, you know, Patrick Robinson. So you're looking at that, and I feel like, look, again, on paper, you know, we're better. You know, you just look at it, you know, compare them. You know, we have a better, um, you know, DBs, but they play better week one. So I'm going to call it another push, just like the defensive line. I feel like the, you know, DBs will play better this week. I mean, I guess we'll see. Time will tell. But I feel like, um, you know, it's going to be close. Again, I think I'm going to call it like a push, but I'm going to call the edge of the Browns because they, you know, they did win the week one. So I feel like, you know, they should get a little more, you know, based on because they won week one. So I'm just looking at though the coaching. I think it's purely us. You know, I think Sean Payton's a much better coach than Hugh Jackson. You know, and I think it just shows in the records. You know, Sean Payton, who is you know a much above 500 record, and you know you look at um, Hugh Jackson, and he is like I think he's one in 30, 132 and one, something like that, 131 and one now. Um, you know, you just look at it, and Sean Payton's just much better. You know, look at offensive scheme and defensive scheme, and which you know Payton's not even that good at. He's just much better than Hugh Jackson here, and I don't think it's even a question. Just game planning, everything. I think Sean Payton's gonna actually have an amazing game plan. He's actually gonna talk his guys up. I think they are they're having a really productive week of practice. Looks like with all the interviews, and I think that you know we definitely have an edge in coaching and then special teams i think the saints have much better special teams you just look at their special teams you know number one their kicker is extremely unreliable they have zane gonzalez who missed a lot of um you know field goals last year and then we missed one this year to win the game so i think that's you know you can't have that unreliableness saints kicker will lots very reliable completely opposite has a great leg and really learned how to kick and I think you know, he's going to be really good for us, and I think he's better than Zane Gonzalez. Our punter, uh, Thomas Morris, is much better than Colquitt here. So I think that's, you know, I think, you know, we win a punter as well. Um, kick return, I feel like maybe they have a little of an edge with Antonio Callaway and Jabril Peppers over Tommy Lee Lewis. 
But, you know, I think overall we're going to get the special teams victory, especially uh, the way our special teams unit plays with the Gunners and everything with Justin Hardy, Arthur Mulet, and um, Chris Banjo. So I feel like, you know, just you look at, you know, our Gunners compared to theirs, you know, ours are just much better. We just have a lot more depth. Our players are just, you know, because we have all the depth and they're coming in, you know, going low in 16. They're just not going to have that depth that we have. So I feel like that just looks at the Gunners and that stuff. You know, usually young guys are better than that, but I feel like our special teams is money. It's actually one of the best in the league. So I feel like our special teams is better there. So that brings us to our final tally and you know the Saints have won 5-2 to 2 I feel like you know just looking at it um I feel like our team you know was very close a lot of categories are very close but I feel like we just pulled away and I think that's what you know we're kind of going to do in this game so I'm going to put the score I'm going to say the Saints win 31-27 31-24 in that range I feel like we'll win probably by around a touchdown maybe a little less I feel like the defense will come around have a better game not amazing but I think they'll play better um the offense will be I feel like very very good top notch more than 30 points and we should be able to get the win here i feel like you know look we don't want to lose this game for two reasons one the embarrassment of losing to a team that hasn't won a road game in two years in the dome where we're supposed to have dome field advantage one of the best home you know fields in the league and then two we need this win you know we need a home win here coming into his now after this hard schedule starts you know you're looking at it you know the falcons who you know i think maybe it'll be a little easier component than coming into the season they're still hard same with the giants who look you know they look pretty strong they stuck with jacksonville so kudos to them and then you know we play the redskins who you know look they're not you know they're underrated as well so i feel like you know coming in i feel like this is a must win we're gonna have to win it so with all that said, I think it's time to get onto the Houdat Nation fan questions. So we had one question from um, Saints fan from NY, and he asked, "Do we play Craig Robinson more versus Cleveland in our next game?" So look, I'm Craig Robertson, who you know, look, he's a veteran linebacker. He does a lot of great stuff, but the one knock on him is that he's slow, and you just look at it. And, you know, he definitely, you know, he's not that fast. Look at, you know, he got burned by McCaffrey in the playoff game last year when we played the Panthers. You know, he's just not that fast. He's not that athletic, but he plays extremely hard. And I think what the way our defense played last week and just coming into this week, I think we need a player that plays hard and will give you maybe not the best performance, but they will give you a solid performance playing their 150%. And I think that's why he should get some snaps. Maybe he doesn't start. Maybe he will to wake up this defense. You know, I could definitely see that too. You know, but, you know, even if he doesn't start, but he plays, you know, at least, you know, 25 snaps or whatever it is, maybe even less, whatever it is, maybe more. But he's got to play. I feel like you just need that player that gives consistent effort and over-the-top effort, you know, after the play effort. And that's what he gives. And that's what he brings. And I think that you kind of need that player here. You know, you just even look at his stats. Number one, he's playing his former team, so he's going to have extra, you know, um, confidence there, extra, you know, will to win, extra will to play, extra, you know, just a little juice in there. All players do when they play their old teams. You know, he's, his best year was with the Saints when he had 115 tackles. Last year, he had 80 tackles. You know, he gets a lot of, he gets, you know, two sacks last year, too. I mean, you know, he gets a lot of forced fumbles. You know, so you just look at that. You know, he's pretty good. He also got you know, two picks last year as well. You know, he's a solid player. He may not, you know, blow up the scash sheet. He may not blow up, you know, the combine or anything, but he's a solid player. He plays extremely hard. And I think the way our defense played last week, we kind of just need a guy that does that. Maybe not even for the full game, but just for a little bit. I think, you know, I, I would have put him in last week when we were not doing well because at least he would have gave us a little stability there. Not these young guys who, you know, they're kind of boomer bust like Alex Anzalone, kind of a boomer bust player. I feel like he's more stability player. That's what I would have brought in Robinson when things went bad. But they decided not to. I so think he'd bring him in as a confidence booster for this team. You know, maybe he helps get some stops, and that helps the other linebackers too because he's such a team player. I think he'd be fine with playing any sort of time, especially after last week when he played zero snaps. 
So with all that said, I think it's time to wrap up this podcast. So um, as I said earlier in the episode, um, if you like this podcast and haven't followed us already, please follow us on Twitter at the this, on Instagram at Discussion, on Podomatic at the Discussion, and then you know please subscribe to us on you know iTunes, Google Play, and YouTube. You know whatever way you like watching our podcast or listening to our podcast. You know please just you know subscribe, like, leave a comment. You know with questions and stuff like that. Um, also you know please leave a review on you know iTunes. It's really helpful for us to get feedback and expand the podcast. So I feel like, you know, it's just really, you know, big for us to just, you know, to get reviews, get that stuff just for all this kind of stuff. Also, you know, if you want to send a question, I haven't said this in a while, if you, you know, if you want to send a question, you know, to be answered on the show about the games, about some Saints news, about some upcoming previews, um, you could do that. First, you could do that on any comments, you know, on any sections we are, so, you know, Podomatic, you know, if you want to send us on Twitter, um, Instagram, um, you know, YouTube, all that stuff, you can leave your questions there. And also, you can email us. Um, at the at discussion at gmail.com if you want your questions to be answered there. So I think that's just, um, you know, it's really cool. So that fans have been actually sending in questions. You know, we've gotten some great questions by all the fans. Um, so, you know, just from, you know, thanks today to Saints fan from New York, you know, all those questions are helpful. I love answering your questions. You know, as I say this, I'm like, you know, every episode, I just love, you know, interacting with the fans, you know, interacting with you know, all the Houdat Nation. It's just, you know, I you know, love doing it. You know, it's great. Making this podcast has been great, you know, so, um, you know, it's one by so quick. It's already going to be, you know, we've already done this for like two months now, three months now. You know, you're just looking at that. It's, um, you know, it's been a very, very fun ride. So, um, with all that said, I just want to hope the Saints get the win on Sunday. Um, you could um, follow us on Twitter. We're going to give, you know, as we do every game, we give, like, every drive. We have a summary of the drive, you know, what happened. You know, if scoring drives usually happens on, or it's, like, a very, very bad drive. We'll also do a summary on there, too, or, like, an interesting drive. You know, usually we'll do that for defense and offense. We'll give, you know, updates, halftime, you know, um, two-minute warnings if it's a, you know, very close game during the two-minute warning and stuff like that. Um, and then our, you know, quick recap at the end of the game that kind of sums everything up you know if you haven't seen the game you just want a very quick recap you're scrolling through i feel like that's a very concise way of doing it so let's just hope for the saints win as again you know i think it's a big win for us as i said if we get this win i think that kind of puts us back on track especially you know i predict us to win 31 27 but if you know if we blow them out i think that'd be really good for the you know the people you know who are worried you know about this team i think you know having a you know nice win would be very big for us you know it's a home game we got to win this one so it's a must win so with all that said i want to say thank you prove them right and who dat?